0: Good day today. I'm excited. Bill Michaels show on the air. I know it's kind of a craptastic day, cold and rain and all that kind of garbage, but uh, hey, we got more football tonight. Got question marks about Kelsey as to whether or not he's going to be able to play coming up tonight. So that'll be obviously something that uh, people are going to want when it comes to a uh, fantasy football questions today. We got all kinds of good stuff. And our guy Paul Charchian's here from Guillotine Leagues. Go to guillotineleagues.com. Good stuff, George. How you doing, man? (laughs) It is good stuff.
1: Uh, I am doing great, thank you. Uh, Viral, if you I mean, if you want just the honest answer,
0: feeling very (laughs) viral. What did you do? Did you make something? Did you chop down a tree? You could say that. (laughs) Uh, Is is Roxy expecting? (laughs) She expects a lot. I can tell you that much. (laughs) I was like, whoa! Wait a minute. Uh huh. (laughs) Okay, call naked, aren't you? Okay, thank you very much. I,
1: well, we've got a long history, Bill. You and I—that—that <laughs> you know how this—you know how this is going to work,
0: right? Yeah. This if
1: is I weird. don't have, if I don't have to wear pants. I'm not going to wear pants. I I would agree with
0: that, man. I would agree with that. How you been? <laughs> this thing went off the rails. Well, early. <laughs> I,
1: honestly, I mean, honestly, I've been better because you know the twins this was yep. it was an opportunity to, to get a little something done and you know shake off what's been a you know it's been tough to be a twins fan for the last um, 20 years um Astros are so freaking good yeah. it's just you know they're so deep the pitching so good they hit you with you know nine good batters and uh, the twins just couldn't keep up and it's that part so you know it in a week from now I you know I'll be back to not caring but uh, in the aftermath and you know what it's like Brewers took an early egg yeah. in the playoffs
0: you know it hurts it hurts right then uh, to add uh, well we'll say injury to insult uh, you got Justin Jefferson yeah. going on the IR how detrimental is that well I mean it's the, the whole offense
1: went through him right this was the NFL uh, in the NFL the Vikings ranked number 1 in passing plays uh dead last in rushing plays i mean this whole offense was designed to go through Justin Jefferson so you know you lose your best player and it's a it's a huge net loss and especially one as good as Jefferson really the, the identity of the offense and there really isn't another guy on the offense where you can go well there's a game changer you know and most a lot of offenses don't have two of those guys and you know we don't have we don't have one here in Minnesota anymore so other guys have to step up the guy to watch and the guy i think that's going to yeah, you on know, the whole, nobody benefits from the loss of of Justin Jefferson, but the guy who's gonna get a lot more work is Alexander Madison. The Vikings won't they won't continue to run you know, they're they're running right now, I believe the number they're running at a twenty-seven percent clip. Uh, and passing at what seventy three percent clip. Uh, so you know, that's gonna change. They're gonna run a lot more. And so Chicago. Chicago's a terrible run defense. They've allowed the third most fantasy points to running backs, they've allowed the fourth most touchdowns and the most receiving yards to running backs. We're going to get a lot of Alexander Madison and the offensive line, finally. Vikings offensive line, finally non-awful. They actually rank number one by pro football focus and run blocking. So Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see, yeah, Bill, I think we're going to see a renewed emphasis on Alexander Madison, a little Cam Akers of the Vikings running game.
0: Uh, Speaking of the run game, you were talking about Jonathan Taylor. uh, When I saw some of the notes coming across, Jonathan Taylor gets a game back. Zach Moss goes nuts. And Taylor didn't get a ton of carries. Now, some could say, well, maybe he's on a pitch count or maybe he just, you know, comes back with a bad attitude. But I don't know why, because they paid the man what he was wanting. And now he's locked up for a while. So what do you do with Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, I mean, you
1: know, we touched on this a little bit last week. I assumed that they were going to use their healthy $40 million running back. And the way that game turned out, it was Moss got 80% of the carries. Taylor got 15% of the snaps. Uh, some of it was Moss got the start, and then he crushed a normally good Tennessee defense early in the game, and Shane stuck and he rode Moss all the way to an almost 200-total-yard game, and he was for all these fantasy owners. So now you're almost, you know, you're rolling to this week going, okay, so what are we, how are we supposed to handle it? I think, I think that it's, it's not going to be 80-20 again. It's going to be much closer to, you know, I think it's going to be more like 70-30, 60-40. But at this point, how do you bench Zach Moss coming off of 200 yards? I think you just, you know, we're going to keep Moss in. Uh, Jaguars are not an easy run defense, not impossible, but they're pretty good. Only one runner scored against them all year. So we'll keep starting Zach Moss here, and we'll see it. You know, sooner or later, Taylor's, you know, sooner or later, talent prevails. Sooner or later, Taylor right. will be the guy. But Zach Moss is red hot. He's been running great for this team all season, and he's the
0: guy. So we're going to keep starting him. Uh, I got one here that says, "Charge. Who would you start? Howell or Wilson? Kind of the lesser of two evils." Well,
1: Zach Wilson is a totally non-functional passer. You know, he just went. He just played Denver, the worst defense in the NFL, and could not get anything done. So, and he's got Philadelphia. We're not starting Zach mm-hmm. Wilson. Listen, Deshaun Watson may not play, and I'd be more tempted to start Deshaun Watson in the hopes that, you know, he doesn't go negative on me like Zach Wilson might in this game, throwing three picks. This is a terrible, terrible opportunity for Zach Wilson. How I'd start Mac Jones, who's been benched twice in the last two games, on half a start before I would go with Zach Wilson.
0: Um here this is Pam writing me back. She says, I'm sorry, Russell Wilson. Or Sam Howell. That Russell makes, Wilson's also okay. Given some good That
1: numbers. makes
0: sorry. I should have known. I should have known that was the case. <laughs> that's really
1: that's not on Pam. That's, that's on all me. right. It, Your virility it, took I, you over. Well, yeah, I was I I was incredulous for a moment there, and I should have known better. <laughs> Especially from Pam, who's very very savvy. Russell right. Wilson is my play. I've got him two spots higher, and then I've got Sam Howell. You know, Howell's going up against Atlanta. Atlanta's just uh, turned into a fascinating team, Bill. So it, here's Atlanta. You've got a sneaky good defense. You've got a sneaky good offensive line. You've got Bijan, uh, Bijan Robinson at running back. Robinson, yeah. You've got these elite. You got these elite draft picks that you put into Kyle Pitts and Drake London. The only thing missing is the quarterback. And you know, here in Minnesota, we're talk, There's a lot of talk about Kirk Cousins going to Atlanta. Um, Sam Howell's matchup this week is not great. Americans are allowing less than 200 passing yards per game. Only one opposing quarterback is yours. It was Jordan Love in week two. Um, and, you know, Howell, Howell doesn't get any of the design runs I thought he was going to get. He's a really mobile guy. They should be using him a little bit like Jordan Love. Every game it feels like Jordan Love gets a handful of design runs. They should be doing that with, with Sam Howell. So, you know, I was really optimistic for Sam Howell in the preseason. And he's played okay, Bill and it, it's in fact he's he's got the second most completions in the NFL. Sam Howell is—he looks like a good quarterback, but I'm not seeing the downfield passing or the rushing that I wanted him to to get to be an explosive fantasy player. So, we're gonna go with Russell Wilson in garbage time against Kansas City tonight.
0: Uh, I got an email here from Keith who said, and it's really long. I don't want to get into the whole thing, but basically he's been uh, he's been starting uh, Joe Burrow. And his backup is yeah. Brock Purdy, and now he finally starts Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy does well against yeah, right. the Cowboys, and then all of a sudden <laughs> right. Joe Burrow goes nuts. He says, "I mean, I've got a conundrum uh, this week with the matchups. Who would you start?"
1: Well, and I've got them right next to each other. Uh, Fourteen and fifteen is where I've got them ranked, and I've got the same grade on them: eight out of ten. Purdy has got more downside because the Cleveland defense—insane how good they've been. They've um, they've given up. They've had one game where they've yielded to Lamar Jackson. Otherwise, they've been basically an impossible defense. Everybody else has passed for 110 passing yards per game, except Lamar Jackson. It's been, you know, this has been an amazing Cleveland defense. So, but Purdy has been, he's stepped up to the plate against everybody, including Dallas last week. So, you know, you could say you could safely start Purdy if you want, but I don't know that he's got the kind of upside against Cleveland that Joe Burrow gives you against Seattle, Seattle's secondary has been much more yielding. Every opposing quarterback, other than Daniel Jones, who doesn't even count, uh, topping 323 yards. So you get way more upside out of Burrow. So I think, I think I'd go Burrow here.
0: If you have anybody from New England, should you just bench them? Oh, it's so bad right now. So bad. Oh my How about
1: God. this? Just a couple of things. Well, first, the answer is everybody's on the bench. Uh, even against the Raiders, right? I mean, you think this is like your start? Everybody opportunity a soft Raiders defense. This just a non-functional offense. The two worst losses of Bill Belichick's career are the last two weeks. Of it's uh, what's happened there is un, is unreal. I get, let me. I got a couple of things for you on this. Last week, assistant head coach Joe Judge made sweatshirts for the team that said. No one is coming. It's. I mean, think about that. That's right. how bad it is. That's how bad. Nobody, no help is coming because they've got the worst general manager in the league in New England, mm-hmm. Bill Belichick. Right. I mean, everybody knows your head coach can't be a general manager, but the hubris of Bill Belichick runs so deep that he has to have his hands and you know, and everything that happens in that entire organization, Bill. Here's what I'm going to do. It's non-fantasy, but it's still worth hearing. His drafts are so bad. I'm going to give you the draft picks he's made, not counting this year. because It's so short. We're only five games into this year. The draft picks made in rounds one through three. These should be your most impactful draft picks from 2017 to 2022. I'm just going to list you the names and think about whether or not any of these guys, any of them, have even just been not, not not even great, not even good, just reasonable players at their draft picks. Cole Strange, Tyquan Thornton, Marcus Jones, Mac Jones, Christian Barmore, Ronnie Perkins, Kyle Duggar, Josh Uche, Anthony Jennings, Devin Asai, Nikhil Harry, Joe Wanwitz, Vinovich, Yadni Kajuste, Isaiah Wynn, Sonia Michelle, Duke Dawson. Those are your one through That's three terrible. picks rounds one through three for six years
0: i tweeted out over the weekend charts that the arrogant general manager of the patriots is going to get the arrogant head coach fired absolutely true absolutely uh, true I, I just you can see it coming uh i got you, one you, here well can, that, you, uh, can you fire?
1: Him? i mean can they fire yeah. bill belichick
0: absolutely uh, absolutely. If you see your franchise, I mean, is starting to downhill and there is no help. I mean, it isn't like all of a sudden all these guys are going to suddenly develop. And I think he's also made some bad moves in the coaching area as well. He's kind of stuck with the good old boy network and he's he's going back to what didn't work years ago. And, and I think he's been bad in that area, too. And he's too obstinate or arrogant to realize his own mistakes. Unbelievable. At this point.
1: It's, uh, it's the arrogance, the hubris runs so deep with him. I it's it's unbelievable. Um, you know, at a minimum, I would try to strip his general managership away because even he's yeah. gotta know the cupboard is bare. They have nobody to turn to at all these positions that are abject right. failures, including quarterback. So yep. yeah, un- you know,
0: agree.
1: It, it when it not just drafting, by the way. I'll give you another great example, Bill Belichick, that's very salient to this particular game this week as they play the Raiders. He has the opportunity to – they finally develop a wide receiver. It's taken him 10 years to develop a wide receiver there. They finally do it with Jacoby Myers, a legitimately good wide receiver. He comes up to free agency. Bill Belichick lets him walk to the Raiders and decides to sign for almost the exact same money, Juju Smith-Schuster limping around on one leg, making no Mm -hmm. plays whatsoever, as Jacoby Myers is thriving for the Raiders. I mean, that's 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 exactly – what bill Belichick does honestly God, a monkey dartboard and a copy of Athlons could do better than what bill
0: Belichick has done as a general 100% agree uh Marcy wants to know Pollard Mostert or Mixon needs one of the running backs
1: wow that's Pollard well Mixon's going to be the odd man out of this group if you just need one I've got Mostert at six and I got Pollard at seven We'll give Mostert the edge because um, Devon Achan is going to miss this game. We think that Jeff Wilson is going to come off IR and is going to be there to uh, to take reps, but we don't know that for sure. The matchup is against Carolina, and uh, as you can imagine. It's bad. They're dead last in in touchdown, rushing touchdowns allowed. So it's a, it's a very good opportunity for Raheem Mostert in this game.
0: I uh, know we're late. Do you need anything else uh, coming up for tonight that you want to throw out there or a sleeper? Well, start Isaiah Pacheco for sure. Broncos are on pace to allow the
1: second most rushing yards in the history of the NFL. The Jets runners just rolled up 225 yards on them. They're going to give up close to oh, a little over right now On pace to give up over 3,000 yards on the season on the ground. So big game coming from Isaiah Pacheco tonight. Good stuff. As Real quick, Swift or Mixon at running back? Swift, my number four ranked okay. running back this week. There yeah, it, every good week. Dimension DeAndre Swift, the way things are rolling right now.
0: Always great, bud. I appreciate it. Thanks, bud. See you Thanks, bud. See you. There you go. Paul Charchian had to run. I apologize for keeping him a little bit late because I know he's got to get on to another radio station in about quarter after, and I always keep him a minute or so long. and That's part of getting him first for the top of the hour. We get the extra minute or so with him, so always good to talk to Charchin. Uh Always good. Uh let's do this we'll step away we'll take a quick break. We want to start hearing from inside the Packers locker room. That's going to happen coming up at the bottom of the hour so stay tuned this portion of the program. brought we are heading out to La Crosse. I'm going to get a chance to see the gang from uh, every plumbing and heating uh maybe next week so I'm looking forward to that. We're going to be at Flipside Pub and Grill for the huddle next Wednesday night. We hope to see you there as a face in the crowd. Please stop by. And uh you know if you're out in that area and we know the colder weather is coming and you want to get uh, a furnace inspection, a boiler inspection, maybe upgrade, maybe put some in-floor heating in. Or, or maybe you want to heat up the garage or need a water heater. I mean, I can go on and on and on. But every plumbing and heating in Lacrosse, Crosse, over, Mon- Monroe, Vernon, Jackson counties, they're located in Alaska. So call them 608-783-2803. 608-783-2803. Really looking forward to heading out there. Uh, next week it's going to be a fun time uh, coming up at Flipside, and that's going to take uh, take place on wednesday night six to eight scott emmerich the legend is going to be from w gonna join us in the seven o'clock hour even make some picks with myself and grant so we're going to be joined on to the the legendary scott emmerich is going to join us next uh wednesday night Flipside pub and grill we hope to see you there lacrosse here we come can't wait Good to have you. you So, Michael, show. We continue on. Enjoying our day today. Uh, Got a nice note. And this is from Jess. Jess said, I took your advice. My boyfriend and I went out to the Sunset Grill after the Pewaukee football game the other night. Time It is everything you said it was and more. Great staff. And Heather is. That is our friend's—thanks uh, for the email, by the way, but that's our friend's at the Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake. It really is. Uh, very neat. Now, it—you it, know, the winter months are only, uh, the peak time to be sitting on the lake, but you do get a chance to sit there and watch the—literally the, the sunset over the lake and, and such. But, man, they have really done a great job in expanding that place for that small little footprint that it is. Uh, not only building a nice restaurant— But putting in the garage doors, building the deck, uh, the downstairs deck, the gazebo where the bands play. They've done so much inside the Sunset Grill in Pewaukee Lake. Kudos to them. And the more great businesses that are in in an area, the more people that come out to visit those businesses. So it's it's awesome that uh, we get uh, quite a few people from that area that say, hey, um, you know, we kind of travel around and. Looking forward to when uh, Stenny's eventually opens up in the Pewaukee area as well, right out there in that Lake Country area. Stenny's uh, Lake Country is going to be popping up on Watertown Road in Pewaukee. So that's another good area that uh, once that gets up and running, it's just going to add more and more and more quality businesses to that that area. So good stuff. Uh, this one's from Chris who says, uh, what is that I see in the background? Is that a Bucky Badger bobblehead? It is. Literally. Well, you're fast, man. It literally just came in the mail. During the commercial break, I was downstairs. I'm like, what the hell is this? And uh, somebody, and I, I kind of looked at it, sent it to me. Uh, I said, hey, thanks for supporting the Badgers and coming out this past weekend. It was kind of like that's the Cliff Notes version of it. Um, and they just sent it to me. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to put it there because I got uh, the right there. If you're looking over my shoulder, uh, right there is the Oktoberfest from Lacrosse beer mug, the Stein, if you will from Josh and the gang at the Oktoberfest group. And and then this is the brand-new Bucky Badger bobblehead that uh, was just sent to me that I just got in the mail. So, absolutely. Hey, if you send it, I'll I'll put it there. I don't mind that. Good stuff. Um, (laughs) This is from uh, Steve, and Steve says, "Uh, I cannot believe, finally, they have parted ways with Patrick Taylor. Have you talked about that yet? You know what I just had? Um, Jeff Michaels, um, just sent me a note too, said, please talk about how great it is. The Packers finally parted ways with Patrick Taylor. He was extremely weak at running back. Now the Packers either have to go find another running back or have a lot of faith in Emmanuel Wilson. Give Emmanuel the damn ball. That's from Jeff. They did. They, uh, they parted ways with Patrick Taylor. Um, they needed to make some room on the roster and Patrick Taylor was, you know, just, just a guy. That was it. Uh, he showed some flash in preseason. He had had a couple opportunities, and he he made the most of it for a while, but he's never been a dynamic running back. He was there that knew the system, and Emmanuel Wilson came in. We all saw what he could do this year. He he did a hell of a job in pre. Now, preseason is one thing because there's a lot of people that have shined in preseason and don't do it in season, but what Emmanuel Wilson did was he had grind-out yards. And as a matter of fact, he, to me, I think – I don't know if I want to say it at this point in time, but I think he's more of a grinder than than AJ Dillon is, just the way he ran. He he just ran so hard with such reckless abandon, and you just kind of appreciated his style. So yeah, I uh, I was when when they parted ways with Patrick Taylor and Emmanuel Wilson's now going to get an opportunity. I'm excited about that. I mean, obviously you still want Aaron Jones back, but I'm I'm excited. Emmanuel Wilson, he's got a little bit more of a burst. He uh, once he gets into open field, he's also got that second level ability, so I like the way he runs and when guys do enough to make the team improve themselves in the preseason and then injuries happen at that position, give him a chance, man, give him a chance to see if they can't replicate what they did that made you raise your eyebrows at him at the first in the first place so i'm I'm all about it i'm I'm right there with you uh eight seven seven eight six seven. 1670 877 1670. Uh, Randy says it's easier to type here than it is on YouTube and uh or on Facecraft. Oh, <laughs> that's been covered or not. I've been able to listen all the time. Um I understand we are not all happy about Jordan Love and how he has played. There are many factors to consider. One, his O-line is atrocious. Two, he doesn't have any established weapons at wide receiver. Watson has shown flashes. When he plays, but he does not play consistently. Dubs, while he has been good at times, also at times uh, has where he has not shown up. Love just doesn't have what either Rodgers or Favre had in the past. Love doesn't have Jordy, James Jones, Jennings, Sterling Sharp, Adams, etc. How do you get on the same page as receivers when you don't know who is playing day to day? Uh, We don't have any running backs other than Jones out there to help us when Jones is out. Uh... When Jones is out, they replay pass-heavy on offense. The tight end situation is very quiet. We drafted Kraft and Musgrave and no production. Certainly no Bubba Franks, Chimura, or any other weapon that we've had in the past. Coaching obviously does not know how to call plays at this point either. One touchdown in five games in the first half. Argue that is coaching at this point. if If he has some of these things, does he not have better numbers? and we as a team perform better. That is from Randy. Randy, appreciate the email. Uh, Going over that email, um, some good points. Uh, The O-line, atrocious, but they have not given him a lot of time to throw. Then again, he's only got eight sacks. It's not like he's been beat up all season long. Uh, The established wide receivers, well, we knew that was because you don't have established wide receivers. And I don't mean that in the sense of nobody's really stood out. It's just that they're young. They've only been in the league, you know, at most two years. This being their second year. So, I agree with that. Uh, Yeah, you're not coming in with Greg and Jordy and James and Donald. And, you know, you can go through that laundry list of good wide receivers that the Packers have had over the years. However, most believe there's talent there. Now, I'm still... I'm more pessimistic, I guess, when it comes to this stuff because they have not gone out and consistently drafted these these high-end, and college wide receivers. They take these guys in the second, third, fourth round. They, they move around, and, you know, you want to believe in these guys. I wanted to believe in Christian Watson, but he doesn't have that, you know. He doesn't have Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Michigan, USC. He doesn't have that behind his name. So... Sometimes it takes guys a while because you just don't play level same league as some others, you know. Um, but he's got to – he just has to have hand, hand and eye concentration. But I, I thought I – and I Musgrave's coming on. I mean, Musgrave is a legitimate weapon. As soon as he learns the blocking scheme better and gets more astute at it, I, I, I don't want to say – He'll be Travis Kelsey, because that is a very high bar, but that's kind of who he reminds me of. Is a Travis Kelsey type of ability if he gets bigger and stronger. So, as far as the established running, running game goes, I think running backs are key. I think not having Aaron Jones has hurt him, but also running backs are only as good as the guys up front. And I think they also... You know, now running backs, once they get through the hole, that's up to them. And that's where Aaron Jones has excelled. But I don't think the line has been that damn good, to be perfectly honest with you. And coaching, I can go to that, too. But it's kind of like the, the chicken or the egg. What comes first? Is it the coaching and the wide receivers and the running backs in the line that make a good quarterback? Or does a good quarterback make everybody better? We've all talked about the elevation that Brett Favre gave to others. Cuz when others have left the program, have they excelled? Greg Jennings didn't excel. Devonte Adams has had good seasons, but he hasn't really excelled his touchdown numbers and so on. I mean, ha- have they really excelled? Or have has the Hall of Fame quarterback play made everybody? And I would probably say it's the latter. So on one hand, I agree with you, but on the other, when you look at it, if he's a really good quarterback, doesn't he begin to elevate everybody around him? Because we talk about that with good quarterbacks all the time. All the time, right? Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. That's 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 really good stuff. That's a good question. We'll hear a little bit from Romeo Dobbs when we come back uh, after the game the other night. want to listen to what he has to say, and then we'll get back into this discussion because I find it Relatively fascinating about whether or not it's chicken or egg. So let's get into that. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michaels show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I uh, tonight. I'm heading down and meeting some friends at Stenny's. Uh, But tomorrow night, I am looking for, we got some friends, we're doing dinner with uh, friends tomorrow night down Calderon Club, and I'm excited about that. Uh, I got dinner tomorrow night, uh, wedding this weekend, motorcycle ride on Sunday uh, with our friends at uh, Sloppy Joe's and Smoke in the Water, but heading to Calderon Club tomorrow night. Maybe I'll see you there if you're heading downtown, but... uh, whether it's Calderon Club or San Giorgio, Pizzeria and the we're going to be over at uh, over at both, actually. 838 Old World 3rd, 3rd Street, downtown Milwaukee, right across the street from the Hyatt. So if you are uh, going to be in the area, maybe we'll see you down there. But a terrific place, great Italian food. Uh, Gino and his staff are just so awesome. And whenever you get a chance, ask for Alex, because he is absolutely positively the best when it comes to servers. But And, uh, and from Italy, uh, very, very much authentic Italian, but... Going to head to Calderon Club, get the – do, I'm doing the Bill Michaels. I always do, even though it's probably not the best for the diet. But I don't care. Whenever you get a chance to go there and eat, oh, face first, like I'm going to the old that night. Going to do it. The uh, half chicken marsala, half of the spicy honey pasta. Oh, so good. I can't wait. Tomorrow night. Calderon Club, downtown, for the, uh, for the best Italian food you're ever going to have. Um, and Dwayne says, tell Alex hi. Oh, I will. Ciao, Bella. Tell Alex hi. Absolutely. Uh, 877 867 1670. Um, Chris says the offense has looked semi functional when Aaron Jones is there. Without him, it has been a train wreck. It's because he, he gives you options, he gives you the ability to pass the ball out of the backfield. The check down passes, he can pick up a blitz, he can run the ball, obviously. You really hope that this bye week um, comes at a really good time. Jason said, did you hear that Jerry Judy was spotted at the Green Bay Airport? No, never heard that. And Jason, he's got a game tonight out in Denver, or in Kansas City, actually. Denver's in Kansas City tonight, so no. <laughs> uh, did not hear that and would not think that's happening. We'll see. Don't think that's happening. Uh, Christian Watson. Mike, Mike Clemens caught up with Christian Watson after the game the other night. And it, it we played it last night during the huddle, and I wanted you to hear it. Um it, just just take a listen to what he had to say after the ball game. Take a listen. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna
2: shape ourselves. I um, mean, we got to continue to um, to improve in, in, in every aspect. Um, you know, obviously, I'm on the offensive side of the ball, so I'm looking more there. And, and uh, you know, we got to help our defense out a little bit more. Uh, you know, I think we have the opportunity to be to be a, a really good football team. We just gotta you know find a way to to, to be better. Uh, you know, earlier in games and um, you know just throughout throughout the whole games, find some more consistency.
0: Last two, four. Do you mind if play t- today? You had a lot of big targets. You had the one that went for 77 yards. Do you feel without the horse collar that would have gone for six, and that would have changed this game?
2: Um, I mean, it's. Um, I, mean, I can't really say. Um, you know, I think I, I think I'm a fast guy. I, I gotta find a way to find that you know third year and and, and score regardless. Um, I mean, you can't really can't really change that. At the end of the day, we still had the opportunity to to win it. Um, gotta find a way to, to to make some more plays what did you see on the last play you threw your hand up you had some separation early um i mean i, I mean once again uh 10 gave me opportunity to to make a play uh, i gotta find a way to, to to be more combative be more aggressive fight fight through that a little bit more and that, you know at the at the very least uh i mean yeah, it's got to be my ball my ball and nobody's when when 10 gives me opportunity
0: what's your t- another close road game with a young team trying to learn
2: Got to find a way to be better than we were this week, next week.
0: Thank you, everybody. Thank you,
1: Christian.
0: There you go. They kind of cut it off after that. Um, Chris, he talked a lot about them. Nobody's going to come through the door and make it better. They have to be the ones to fight. He has to be the one that has to come back for the ball. It sounds to me like that somebody, whether it was a coach, quarterback, other wide receiver, somebody has said something to him like, dude, you 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 got to fight, man. You can't just go, I've got speed, so therefore I'm a good wide receiver. Good wide receivers come back for the ball. You have to make a play. And that's the difference between being a guy that's just another wide out and a guy that's a go-to guy. And you understand, I don't necessarily agree with it. Okay, let me say this. But I understand when Aaron Rodgers used to talk about being able to trust a guy, you know, uh, the trust wasn't necessarily being at the right place at the right time. Trust was uh, if I throw you the ball and it's not a great throw, up and either one, knock it down. or you are going to fight for it? You know, we can't be turning the ball. And if you're not going to fight for the football and you're not, and if you're not going to get it, you're not going to knock it down. I can't. It wasn't just about route running. So on one, <laughs> excuse me, on one hand. You got to you got to be able to go to your guys. You got to be able to to throw to them and give them a, that opportunity to earn the trust. Uh, on the other hand, um, you also you know when the ball's thrown in your direction, you have to be able to come back and get it. Thomas says the ball was five yards short. No, it really wasn't. It was about a yard or two in front of him, but he was still falling backwards. But the defender was able to see it and stop and make a move on the ball. That's the difference. It wasn't five yards short. It was maybe a yard or two short. Um, You know, there's a lot of things to nitpick there, but the the number one thing is, if the ball is going to be thrown in the air, especially on a play like that that could possibly end the game, you got to come back and get it. You gotta, you gotta be, you gotta fight for that thing as if as hard, if not harder, than the defender does. Because now you're a defender. Now you're knocking the ball down. Now you're not uh, just another guy going up for one. Uh eight seven seven, eight, six, seven excuse me. Seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh this is from Dennis. The Packers are downward because of Matt LaFleur and the coaching staff and their plans have backfired. He knew Steno and Butkus the best candidates for the offensive coordinator and no line promotions, but did it anyway to buy their loyalty. He kept Barry even though he knew he was inept and the players didn't respect him, but he knew Barry would be loyal to him. We all know LaFleur values friendships over being respected, friendships over winning, a recipe for disaster. As the offense and the team become more embarrassing, LaFleur never holds these coaches accountable. He can't risk having them turn on him, so he continues to blame the players. He is weak, and his leadership was covered uh, when he had Rodgers, Cobb, and other veterans there. Uh, to lead the players and solve the problem. Since Goody released most of the veterans this past offseason, the players lack leadership, and LaFleur doesn't know how to fill that void. While he's bought the loyalty of his staff, the players are starting to get frustrated and are speaking out. Rodgers made it clear his last year he wasn't a fan of LaFleur or his offense. Banker just came out and complained about LaFleur. J.A. threw LaFleur under the bus, uh, saying that the defense needs to score because of the ineptness of LaFleur's offense. Well, no, he didn't throw him under the bus. And if you listen to it, he, that's not what he did. He was merely stating, a fact, it's going to take those guys a little time to get it all together. And he, now we have to play better. We we have to score. We have to do a lot of things to help the offense. It was back to Matt LaFleur talking about complimentary football. Uh, he said, yes, coach, our staff will remain loyal to you. You keep throwing under the bus, and they're going to lead to your demise. You can't hide your weak leadership skills and poor play calling from them. Players want to win. You've chosen being liked over winning, and that's not cool with the players. Your time in Green Bay as a head coach will end this season. That's from Dennis. Dennis, appreciate the email. Dennis, by the way, not a fan of Matt LaFleur's. Never has been. Uh, And that's obvious. But, you you know, most – tell me a coach that does not promote from within – There's really not. I mean, most coaches promote from within, and if they let a coordinator or a coach go, usually it's because a coach has been hired by another franchise or things aren't good and you need to make a change at that particular position, but then you usually promote from within. Very rarely do you go outside of the organization. Now, this year you take a look at we were talking about Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick had Matt Patricia as the offensive coordinator. It was a train wreck. Was bad. He's a defensive guy. He had no business calling plays, and in my opinion, that's what began the stunning of the growth of Mac Jones. And then he brings in Bill O'Brien, a guy that nobody liked down in Houston, and he, that that players didn't get along with him. So they wanted out. DeAndre Hopkins wanted the hell out of there. Other players, Deshaun, while well, Deshaun Watson got ran out of there because of all the stuff that he did. But I mean, there was guys that in that locker room didn't like him. They just. He thought he was, you know, going to come in and, for lack of a better term, just walk on water, and they should all worship him, and that didn't work out. So, it, you know, Bill Belichick went outside of the organization, but he, he he moved the bad to go to worse, and it's even worse than what it was last year. And most of it's because of Bill Belichick's own doing. But, like we talked about a little bit earlier, but no, it, it, most coaches hire from within. If you've got a guy like Getze or you know, Getze took a promotion. Nathaniel Hackett took a promotion. So he's got to do something, right? You know, because when it was all together, those guys they, that was that was a pretty good offense, right? Was it just Rogers and Devontae Adam or Devontae Adams that made it go? I mean, maybe. But they they're spoken highly of. No doubt. 877 867 1670. 877 867 1670. Give me your thoughts. 877 867 1670. You can also give us a shout uh, on the live stream via email. Stay tuned. We've got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This portion of the program brought to you Robert. Specialty Meats uh, down in Waukesha and uh, the Al Capone Roast. I've been thinking about doing but uh, tonight I'm going to meet some friends down at Steny. So, you know, my wing, wings are in uh Sunday. We Once we get done with the motorcycle ride, we're coming home, building a fire in the great room, watching the rest of the uh, the Sunday games and the Sunday night game, and we're going to do I probably either steaks or Al Capone roast outside on the grill. Depending you know, Regardless of the weather, we're going to still do that. So stopping down to Robert's Specialty Meats. And I was telling you last night I used some of uh, the uh, Burn Pit barbecue sauce, but Robert's also has a pretty good barbecue sauce too. So whether it's Al Capone roast, fillets, steaks, the you know the ribs on a stick, the garlic parm skewers, whatever it is, you're for your tailgate party, your tailgate party at home, check out our friends at Roberts Specialty Meats Waukesha, RobertsSpecialtyMeatsWaukesha dot com, and they cater. They can cater your party as well, whether it's a you know holiday party, a you know event party, whatever it happens to be, they do a lot of catering as well. So give them a shout. RobertsSpecialtyMeatsWaukesha
1: Okay, for all my grilled cheese lovers, French toast fanatics, and sandwich artists out there, I've got some inspiration for you. Right now, only a quick trip, straight from our very loaves of Quikri white bread, on sale for just 99 cents. Talk about the ultimate canvas for culinary creativity. Toasted to perfection, grilled golden brown, straight out of the bag, and PB&Js like mama used to make. Get into Quick Trip and get working on your next masterpiece. Quick Trip, we got you covered.
0: All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with
1: limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass.
0: No interference on that play, Coach.
1: And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze.
0: Can it get any better?
1: It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free LWI.com. Let's go.
0: When I think of love, I, my head turns out around. a
1: fly. She
0: moves without a sound. I call house, H A U S, on West Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. I want to remind you tonight we'll have the games on. We got baseball, got football. Maybe the Phillies close out the Braves tonight. And they've got all kinds of specials and drink specials and stuff going on The Social House, West Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. And don't forget, uh, they do some terrific breakfasts on the weekend as well. And uh, they have a lot of families and teams and such. They have a soccer club right down the street. Uh, you can always go in and have some kids running around in there. But uh, it's a great family place, too. And uh, the garage doors won't be open, that's for sure. But they have, uh, they do have heaters outside, and they do bag games and all that kind of stuff. So cool stuff going on over at Social House. West Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Tell them we sent you. Good, good stuff. Uh, we got another hour of the program yet to go, so go ahead and give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Chuck B. says, I'm getting so tired of the players and coaches saying, we have to do this, we have to do that, and nothing changes. Same effort, same mistakes, same result. So deflecting when it's so deflating when there is no hope. And that is from, uh, that is from Chuck. Um, it is tough to watch, you know, Matt LaFleur has talked about the same mistakes, you know, as long as they're not making the same mistakes. Um, I don't know about the same mistakes. It's whether or not a guy is rounding off a route or whether or not a guy for a football or what, you know, you know what I mean? I, you know, if you're missing the same block on the same play or you're missing the same lingo and you're running a different route because you don't understand the same thing, that's one thing. Sometimes the concept itself can be bad. Sometimes the team just beats you sometimes, you know, but, but, it's not an excuse. It's, I agree with you. It's it's deflating when you see a lot of the same stuff. A lot of the same stuff. Um, I understand that. And, and that's why I talked about, you know, and I, I hate to go back to it, but I go back to the game against New Orleans. It was a win. But there was that was the one that, to me, set off the alarm bells because it was a bad performance that was masked by a win. And I i know I get irate because people say, wow, they would not have won that game if it wasn't for David uh, Carr going down. And I, I understand that. But the Packers did what they were supposed to do. Rashawn Gary hit David Carr. David Carr goes down and ends up banging up his shoulder. What that? What are you supposed to do, take it back? You don't you don't applo- you apologize for doing your job, you know. So, but yeah, I mean, Derek Carr was—I kept saying David Carr. Derek Carr was—he was on—he was, on, was on the money. He was good, no doubt. He was good, but you can't ignore the three quarters and some odd minutes of bad football prior to the win and that was to me was the telltale sign that got it all going we'll come back we'll talk more about this stay tuned we got a lot to get to another hour of the show good stuff on a Thursday edition of the Bill Michael show yes i know we're not on facebook we'll be back there tomorrow we got 10 more nine more hours in jail and then then we're back
1: we're back we're back
0: can't wait more of the Bill Michael Show next.